This is the Truth Network. The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The Masculine Journey starts here, now. Welcome to The Masculine Journey. We are very glad to have you with us today. And, and I have to say, we're gathered in less than 10 people. Much less. <laughs> we are less than 10 people. Not making light of the, the story. There are five of us that we'll be sharing today, but uh, two are, are remotely uh, sharing, and then uh, three of us are in studio today. So, But uh, kind of a different uh, different time out there right now. Yeah, it's completely like unprecedented. Something you know, like I hadn't even seen before. Yeah, me either. It's uh, not going to be the topic of the show today. We're going to be talking about something else. But we do want to go ahead and make a make an announcement on the upcoming boot camp. Uh, we are going to be canceling the spring boot camp. Uh, if you've already registered, we'll be getting that information out to you about uh, the fall boot camp uh, via email, probably later this week or this weekend, uh, this upcoming weekend. Um, but uh, just let us know if you have any questions on that, and uh, we think it's probably just a better um, to be safe in yeah. the situation that uh, we don't want to, you know, have anyone come to a camp and then then go away sick. And so, or follow the president's guidelines. Right. You know, we want to be obedient. Obedient. There you go. Yeah, yeah we do want to do that. We want to obey God's laws and man's laws when, uh, as Jesus has asked us to do. So. Anyway, we'll be getting more information out on that, and then we have some fall dates we'll be talking about in the uh, coming up show next week. You know, go ahead and get set up for the fall. Absolutely. Looking forward to that. Yeah. So the topic this week is loving like Jesus, you know, and we hear that, but do we really know what that means or what that looks like and in what context? In today's context, we're going to be talking about loving a woman like Jesus calls us to love a woman. That could be in a relationship, like a spouse, your girlfriend, that type of relationship. It could be, you know, your daughter, your mother, sister, you know, those types of relationships. But how are we really called to love a woman? And we're going to kind of compare and contrast with a couple different movies today. Good ones. Yeah, good movies. In fact, it it makes it pretty easy for me to see what loving a woman like Jesus is not. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, Bill Murray does a great job of showing us what that, that isn't. And so we'll go ahead and get to the first clip. And this comes from uh, Groundhog Day, but uh, not today, Groundhog Day. But before that, I want to say welcome Andy and Harold to the show via the phone. Thanks for calling in, guys. Greetings, everyone. Good, good. good. So we're glad to have you. And so I'll ask you guys some questions along the way. Uh, But we're going to get to the the first uh, clip, and it's from Groundhog Day. And it's a little side story to what's going on, but... But Bill Murray's discovered that you know he's reliving the same day over and over, and and at first he's really resistant to it. Then he decides, well, I can just really play it to my advantage, and so this is one area that he decided he could kind of play it to his advantage. And and so he sees a lady at the Groundhog Day ceremony, and then later sees her in a restaurant, knowing he's going to see her again the next morning because he repeats the same day over and over, and so he's the only one that knows he repeats it. No one else remembers what happened the day before. 
So he's using his knowledge to take advantage of what we would say is this lady named Nancy. So let's listen to how that plays out. First, you're going to hear a conversation, and then he's going to see her again the next morning. But she, of course, doesn't remember it. Hey, did you see the groundhog this morning? Uh-huh. I never miss it. What's your name? Nancy Taylor. And you are? What high school did you go to? What? High school. Lincoln in Pittsburgh. Who are you? Who was your 12th grade English teacher? <laughs> are you kidding? No, no, no. In 12th grade, your English teacher was... Mrs. Walsh. Mrs. Walsh, yeah. Nancy. Lincoln. Walsh. Okay, thanks very much. Hey. Hey. Nancy? Nancy Taylor? <laughs> Lincoln High School. I sat next to you in Mrs. Walsh's English class. Oh, I'm sorry. Phil Connors. Wow, that's amazing. You don't remember me, do you? Um. I even asked you to the prom. Phil Connors? I was short and I've sprouted. How are you? Great. You look terrific. You look very, very terrific. <laughs> Listen, I gotta go do this report. Um, are you a reporter? I'm a weatherman with Channel 9 Pittsburgh. Wow, gosh, I should have known. That's great. But maybe later we could... Yeah, whatever. Stay right here. Promise me? Yes. Okay, I'll be right back. Okay. Wish me luck. Good luck. So, Robbie, that's definitely a uh, what we would call a consumer, correct? I mean, he's got a consumer mentality when it comes to Nancy. Yeah, which is, you know, trying to figure out the motive doesn't appear all that difficult. But actually, it's, it's, it's extremely difficult from my perspective, it is. In other words, yes, he, he, he looks like a complete consumer there, and he's in this for what he can get out of it. But the question underneath that, and, and that we talk about boot camp, is that for men, quite often, we're looking to the woman to answer a question, mm -hmm. or we're looking for some way to feel like a real man. And the question underneath that is what is driving that behavior in Bill's life, or more importantly, in Robbie's life? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's just some very difficult questions if you're a guy that I, I kind of wish I didn't know, you know, because then I could, you know, pretend I... You could play stupid. Yeah, I could play <laughs> stupid, but, you know, w what John says when he does the beauty talk, which I've get done this talk a number of times, and I think it's very, very valid, is that we know we're taking our question or a question, and we can talk about that in a minute. What is that question? I think that's... It's part of the discussion. But we know we're taking our question to a woman if we're like your wife. You're afraid of her, afraid to say certain things, afraid to enter into certain conversations, you know, because she's going to invalidate you. You're not going to, you're, you're going to, in other words, is she taking the place of God in your life to some extent? But that's, it's really difficult stuff. And so it sounds real simple on the outset. But, oh, my goodness, it's far from it. And it's got layers, Sam, kind of like Shrek. Yeah, it's definitely got layers. And, 
And so, uh, Andy, what what was it about that clip that kind of spoke to you? I mean, I think it it's a lot has a lot to do with him just uh, going after what he wants. I mean, that's the way uh, a lot of us. That's the way I think I did. Um, sure, I wanted uh, I wanted a close relationship. I wanted to treat my wife uh, properly when when we were married or. But I, I always did it with that, like, consuming mentality, like what you were saying. And it, and it really wasn't, uh, I, don't, I don't think I intentionally necessarily did it, but just a person's selfishness, you become a consumer of that person and not really looking out for their needs and putting them ahead and really truly loving them like Jesus, like um, we're supposed to and called to in the Bible, where we're led to lay our life down for our wife a lot of times you end up looking about how am I going to get my needs met and and not worry about that other person and I, I know that we all kind of have dealt with that but it just really gets back to simplicity the simplicity of we put our needs ahead of somebody else's and that's not what Christ calls us to do in all relationships but in particular a husband and wife relationship or you know, uh, in a way that a man is is trying to love another woman like that Christ loved the church. Yeah, it. Yeah, one question I would ask. You know, when you buy a gift for a, a, a girlfriend, a spouse, are you buying it to surprise her, or in hopes of what her response to that will be? Right. If it's something that you're hoping to get out of the equation, a really nicely cooked dinner or something else, right? because she's so grateful then the motivation is not necessarily for her heart as much as it is for your own heart you know yeah, it, great example you know and so i think that's always been a question for me is like when i was buying a gift what am i really hoping to get out of that whole equation or just looking to stay out of trouble yeah <laughs> looking, <laughs> looking to stay you yeah. had to say that didn't you Ron? yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately i've been there that's still another way right so as, as a peace offering yeah, peace offering potentially, yeah. uh, you know. Or you know, it's it's Valentine's Day, you're supposed to do something. Yeah. Yeah, like if you don't, it's going to be go, it's going to be on like Donkey Kong. It's oh, negative yeah. immediately. Right. Yeah, it, it's pretty bad. So let's go let's go back to that whole question thing. Yeah, you know, I, I think that it can be confusing. We talk about, you know, taking your question. And and there, and there is a core question that all men have at some level, even young boys have is do I have what it takes? Do I have what it takes in this situation? Do I have what it takes in that situation? And that's not necessarily the question we're talking about here. You know, it's it's going to be tied to it. There's going to be some level of it in there. Do I have what it takes to please a woman? Do I have what it takes to be a good husband? Do I have what it takes to win somebody's affection? You know, it's going to be it's going to be flavored towards your wound set, so to speak, if that makes sense. Robbie, maybe yeah, you can I, I it just better. no, I just remember those. You know, times as a you know, 14, 15 year old boy and I wanted to ask a girl out and I would pick up the phone and I would dial three numbers and I would stick it back down, you know, and and oh, it was just like and because she was completely in a position t- to tell me that I was lovable or or at some point to be, you know, worthy be to rejected. be her her boyfriend or something yeah. or to be rejected and feel worthless. And it seemed like my whole life was on the line not realizing you know at all that this was a question that was really meant to be answered by god prior to this 
you know moment in time it made it really really hard and it was uh more than likely driven out of a wounded place oh yeah right that question comes out of a wounded spot you know for me it was more along the lines of do i have what it takes to be a man in that person's eyes because part of my wound set was you know with the molestation and stuff that i went through the enemy came after me was you're not a real man anymore you gave that away when things happened to you right it wasn't true but it felt true and so you know to get that question answered felt like the only way to make it not be true anymore but it's fleeting when it doesn't come from god <laughs> right and that's the problem when we come back we're going to talk about this a little bit more but also talk about what's it really mean to love a woman right and go to our website listen to some of the past podcasts masculinejourney.org i'd say register for the boot camp but we don't have the fall one up quite yet and so please go uh, listen to that. If you have any questions for us, please email us. There's some links there to get a hold of us. We'd love to hear from you. Oh, and it's cold outside and you get out of the shower and your towel won't dry you off. Oh, <laughs> it makes you feel like you might need to throw in the towel. <laughs> well, go ahead. We got something better for you. My pillow towels. I mean, some bath towels just don't absorb water. Others, you know, you feel like you're drying off with sandpaper. About 20 years ago, the textile manufacturers came up with a not-so-brilliant idea to make towels softer by adding chemicals. Great idea, but one problem. The towels won't dry you off. My pillow is changing back to the better days when towels actually worked. This is Southern Cotton from the USA. 60-day money-back guarantee. Colors to match any bathroom. White, mineral gray, stone, ocean blue, royal purple, and more. If you order right now, you get 30% off a set. Two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. Call 800-943-7096. Use promo code CARGUY. Now what do we do? Just be yourselves. Where are you going? I'm going to pick a fight. If it feels like every day is picking a fight, then you might want to come listen to The Masculine Journey and find out why we use clips like these to illustrate the story God is telling in the lives of men today. The truth is God designed you to pick a fight, but which fights do we pick? Well, grab your gear and come on a quest every Saturday at noon. And now The Masculine Journey After Hours Podcast. Masculine Journey Radio. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to P.O. Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. Welcome back to The Masculine Journey. We are talking about loving like Jesus, and, and particularly in a relationship-type scenario from a man to a woman. Uh, the, the topic actually came up because of the song you just heard. Uh, honestly, I was flipping through some stuff, and I flipped it over to Saturday Night Live. wanted to see who the guest host was. You know, sometimes I'll watch a, a clip or, or so. And, and, and the musical guest came on, and I, I don't know that I really cared for the guest as much as she started singing this song, and the song captured me. 
and there was just a lot of truth in this song and later i learned a lot more about her and i don't necessarily agree with all of her social stances and all those kinds of things but that doesn't make her song less true right you know the story of god comes through in lots of ways and 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 what she was really singing about is being wounded by a man taking his question to her right that she says at the end of the that the chorus there is you can't understand unless there's something in it for you right right you know and and finding out that it was just that the the men that she had been around in her life had been this consumer kind of mentality that we've been talking about whether they wanted to be that way or not we can have a great heart and really have great intentions and still fall into that trap right oh absolutely and that you know i think my a lot of i had no understanding at all coming into that first boot camper probably took me five boot camps before i came to track with this concept of wow i mean in a completely different way because we you know we judge other people by their you know actions and ourselves by our intentions <laughs> you know i whoa whoa so yeah well we'll go ahead and get to our, our next clip and then we'll ask carol a, a question but the um the next clip is from uh the movie Les Mis, and Les Miserables, I guess. I can never say it right. I, how many years have we Close talked enough. about this? Yeah. And so this is uh, Jean Valjean, and his he is stepping into the situation where he sees an unjust, injustice that's been happening to this woman. The woman has been fired from her job. She turns to prostitution. The local sheriff uh, basically has it out for her, is really not going to treat her very fairly. And Jean Valjean's a mayor, and he kind of steps in and speaks on her behalf. And so we have this scene in the jail when the uh, the captain is it a, yeah yeah the captain is giving her her sentence, and the mayor steps in on her behalf. And there's no love relationship here. This is just doing the right thing because the right thing needs done. I just want to listen to this, the the clip here. Have I taken to the prison? You'll get six months. Six months? What about Cosette? What will happen to her? Who is Cosette? My daughter. If I don't send her to Nadier's money, they'll turn her out. Is your daughter here in Vigo? No, sir. She lives with... And she's not my concern. <laughs> Inspector! In- Inspector! In- Inspector, please listen to my side. I know I hit the gentleman. I know I was wrong. But do they have the right to put snow down my dresses, especially when it's the only one I have and I need it for work? I'm sorry. I don't mean to argue. It won't happen again. Inspector, please. Please be merciful. All right. I've listened to your side. You're still getting six months. One moment, Inspector. Monsieur Le Maire? you. You did this to me. You fired me. Come here. Let her go. What? Let me explain, Inspector. I was crossing the square when you arrested her. I asked people what had happened, and they said it was entirely the fault of the men who attacked her. In fact, they should be under arrest. Now that you've had this new evidence, I, I want you to release her. He said I can go. He is the mayor, isn't he? Well, I'll be going then. I won't be any bother to anyone. Sergeant, who said she could go? I did. I am the final judicial authority here in Vigo, and I say she is innocent. She spat on you. She was upset. I forgive her. She insulted you. 
In front of my men, she defiled you. That's my concern, Inspector. No, sir, you were wrong. You, Monsieur Le Maire, are the personification of order, morality, government. In fact, the whole of society. You don't have the right to forgive her for debasing all of us. You don't have the authority to destroy justice. I do have the authority, Inspector. Under Articles 9 and 11 of the Criminal Code, I can order her release. Sergeant, she is free to go. I cannot allow that, Monsieur. I was there. She attacked him. The decision is mine. She's free. She will not go free while I am in charge of this post. In that case, Inspector, under Article 66, you are relieved of command until tomorrow morning. Monsieur Le Maire. You were dismissed. Inspector, leave. Now. You're free to go. That's a pretty powerful clip. You know, you, you have a man who's just raising up to do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. And So, Harold, we would talked a little bit about this topic before the show and, and you made the comment about uh, it's not always easy necessarily loving somebody like Jesus but it doesn't change that that's what we're called to do is it correct you know as people oftentimes we're not the easiest to get along with and yet that uh, basic feeling for that person has to override and you realize that for the long haul uh, you got to hang in there with that uh, that loving spirit, even though uh, it may be difficult at times. My my sweetheart and I have been married for uh, coming up on 56 years, and there are times that uh, I know that I've displeased her and vice versa. But the fact remains that uh, we're still very deeply in love. Uh, because we're committed to Christ, and we know that when we said I do, it wasn't just to one another; it was to God. So we don't have we don't have the option. Thank you. It, it gets really kind of convoluted sometimes. This whole topic, you know, we'd love everything just to be very black and white. You know, that you could say, okay, I, I, I'm not taking my question there. You know, and I'm just going to follow what God tells me. But, Rodney, we talked a little bit about the show that there's sometimes that we need to listen to God say you need to love on her right now. Yeah, if you just go back to the clip even, you have one person going, this is justice, and another person going, this is injustice. So you got two completely different views. Well, you're going to have the same thing going on anytime you're in a situation where you're with either your spouse or the woman in your life, a lot of times you're going to have a different view on what's going on. And you're going to have to work through that. And when we work, when everyone's in Christ, it's a lot easier because you, you have a very good base and understanding of where you're coming from, and you can discuss things, you can reach through those things. And like uh, Harold just said, 56 years worth of proof right there. And there's more proof in so many other uh, you know, marriages and such. But when you don't have that, it becomes harder to have that framework, that, you know, grounding, the foundation that Jesus is in your life to be able to work from. So when you're not seeing eye to eye and you're not coming from the same place, it's it's hard. And uh, like Harold was saying, you, you have to work through this. And this is something that, you know, each one of us have to do. And we're, we're failed like everybody else. And it's not always going to go well. But you, you know, really need to ask for something from Jesus in your heart to really help you see somebody as that wounded person. And that's one of the things in the masculine journey that's been of great help is seeing others for 
what Jesus wants you to see them for rather mm-hmm. than what Satan wants you to see them for and to co- constantly be reminding yourself of that because you're just as broken as wounded as they are. Yeah, it's uh, the, the challenge. Go ahead, Harold. I think it's very important to realize why you fell in love with that person to start with. Like in our case, uh, I had no intentions of thinking about marriage. I wanted to be in the Navy as a pilot. Six weeks after we met, we're engaged to be married. I mean, it was just like, okay, there was no doubt that it was right for us. I don't advocate that for everybody, but it sure has worked for us. Uh, and you know, our both of us believe beyond any shadow of doubt that God put us together, and uh, and that really shapes our relationship. It, it can become a challenge if you've been living as a consumer, and, and trust me, she knows it. <laughs> you may think she doesn't, but she knows it. And so even when you want to change, you're going to have to put in the due diligence to know that it's not going to be seen immediately that your heart's in the right place, right? Because you, you probably have a track record of maybe proving otherwise, if that makes any sense. I know that, uh, you know, for the longest time, um, I lived, I, I loved my wife dearly, but I, I was really, really taking my question to her. And she knew it and she felt it. You know, and it, it took a lot of me living with God and walking with God to even move steps away from that and for her to see some of that change. But it's it's just not an overnight thing a lot of times. And I think that's where the, the, the rubber has to meet the road, guys, is that you got to get out there and you start walking with God in this knowing, okay, it may be an uphill challenge. It's not always that easy to flip the switch, is it, Robbie? No, but... Now, also in this particular clip, I, th- I think it's critical to look at, and, and I love the way John puts this, there is the issue of taking your question, but here we've got an example of really how to love well, and he is being fierce towards her enemy. Right. A- and being tender towards her brokenness, which we'll see later on in the After Hours podcast, but in this part, he's being fierce towards her enemy, which part of the ways that we can love our wives or our daughters or any woman in our life well you know aside from the question part is to say okay where is she getting attacked and how can i stand in that either like this case against a physical you know captain as the case may be or satan who i know is beating her up through her mother i mean or through her friends or through her friends work. right yeah we all get in that situation or sometimes from your own kids yeah like oh man you talk Play about one against the other yeah you talk about a place where you can step in and also get your brains beat out <laughs> from both sides i mean you, you can end up stepping in there and hearing it from your wife as much as you hear it from the person but at the same time you know if you're using a genuine strength that that's where god wants you to step in yeah it's it, the key is again, as we we get so many times back in the show, is walking with God through this and saying, God, how can you help me see where I've been taking a question and what is that question I've been taking to the woman? And then how can I break that? How can I step away from that? What's the next step in walking with him each step of the way? It's not going to be a quick fix, but it's going to be a journey along the way to get to a healthier place in those relationships, but also a healthier place with you and God 
which is really the key. As we come up and we talk in the after hours, we're going to share more of our stories, places we failed, places where God's been showing us some success. Please go to masculinejourney.org to listen to that and uh, register for the upcoming boot camp in November.